Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Bolton eBikes podcast. Today, I want to talk to you a little bit about things that I carry while I'm out riding. And this kind of started as a list of the top tools that I carry and evolved a little bit from there. But you're not going to want to miss it. I'm going to give you some sneak peeks at new products or videos that might be coming out. So let's jump into another episode of the Bolton eBikes podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I do appreciate all of you. And I think it's so great that the podcast is growing so well. There's so many people listening. It really is just awesome. So I just want to say before we got into any of this, the listeners, you, that's why I put these podcast episodes out. And thank you for being here with me because you really are here with me. I wish you were here in the studio. We could chat back and forth, but I hope that this gets us as close as we possibly can right now. So what are my favorite bike tools? At first, I was thinking about that and I was thinking about shop tools and there's all sorts of cool things. And I think that could be a whole separate topic But I wanted to hit the basics because these are the tools that would probably apply to you. You don't need to have some of the more advanced things I've got in the shop. You probably aren't going to need a crown race puller or even care what that is. To me, that's important, but to you, not so much. So what are the tools that you would either want to have in your garage or in your car as a backup while you're out on a ride taking your bike somewhere? or even better yet, on your bike somewhere. Whether that's on your person, in a pocket, in a saddle bag, a frame bag, wherever it is, these are some of the things that I carry while I'm riding, and I just find them incredibly useful, so useful that I don't go on a bike ride without them. So I kind of am going through in order that I take these, and we are focusing primarily on an electric bike ride, because that's all we talk about here. Bolton e-bikes is electric bikes. So number one out of seven things on my list. So I've got seven things. Number one, the most important thing, this is like the one tool that even if I'm going just down the street, I will throw this in my pocket. If I have nothing else but me and the bike, I will carry a multi-tool. And I do have a multi-tool on my website that I sell but that's not the reason I carry it. I've carried a multi-tool for years. Uh, There's a brand out there that's been around for a long, long time. They make bags and multi-tools and all sorts of little bicycle accessories. And I had a tool, I think for maybe 10 years, and it lasted a long time. I was really happy with it. And eventually I wore it out and I had to replace it. I ended up getting a second one from a company called Crank Brothers. Uh, They make some really nice pedals and some cool tools. So that's the one that I still have because I like to carry things for a long time. I like things that last. And if I don't have that one on hand, then I also have just one of my Bolton e-bikes multi-tools, which is the tool that I designed and had put together and made just for me, specific for electric bikes. So when I say multi-tool, what I'm referring to, they're like the Swiss army knife of bicycle accessories, like literally. It's a little device and it's got different Allen head wrenches. That's a hex head wrench and it has the most common sizes. It's got a three millimeter, a four millimeter, five, six, maybe even up to an eight millimeter that's big enough to work on the cranks. 
Sometimes they'll have a knife, which can be handy, but in my mind, not a necessity. Uh, Sometimes they'll have a Phillips head screwdriver. They probably always should have that because there are usually a few adjustments on a bike that need that. Basically, if you look at your bike and kind of observe every nut and bolt, what tool would you need to access and adjust or tighten all of those things? Well, you should find a multi-tool or multi-tools, plural, that can adjust everything on your bike. The one reason I created the Bolton e-bikes multi-tool is because most tools do not have a wrench. A standard bicycle doesn't really need that. They don't use a wrench. They've got quick releases for front and rear wheels, and and there's nowhere that has a big bolt like that, typically. But on e-bikes, particularly with hub motors, you always have a rear wheel that's bolted on, and so you need a big wrench. And instead of carrying a wrench, it just made sense to have a tool where that was built into it and is part of it. So that's the one thing that really sets that tool apart is it has an adjustable wrench that can be used on your rear wheel nuts to get your rear hub motor off if you needed to repair a flat or something. Uh, Sometimes on e-bikes, you'll have a front wheel that's bolted on and it can work on both of those and it's just really handy. So a multi-tool is by far my favorite thing, the number one thing. I don't leave the house on a bike ride without it because most of the problems that I could come across I can fix with that tool. And there's a whole variety of types, like I said. But make sure that if you don't have one, take a look at your bike, look at the connections, look at the the hardware on it, and try and get a tool that handles as many of those things as you possibly can. And if you have that, you're going to be able to adjust or tighten things because there's nothing worse than going for a bike ride and you find out that something is loose And because you don't have the tool, you can't tighten it, you can't ride your bike, that's no fun at all. Now, number two on my list is a pump. Because if I get a flat, I want to keep going on my ride. I don't want to let that ruin my nice bike ride. So I've always carried a bicycle pump. Now, the nice thing about bike pumps is they usually come with some sort of mounting hardware. So you can put it on water bottle bosses, bolted to the frame. They'll usually have a Velcro strap option. There's almost always a place to put a, a pump. Now, there are different types out there. And here's one of my sneak peeks about a video that's not coming out today or maybe even the next week. But sometime in the next several weeks, this video has already been filmed and uh, is going to be on the YouTube channel soon. But the standard bicycle pump that I've used for many, many years works great. It worked great on road bikes. It worked great on mountain bikes. It worked on fat bikes. I didn't say it worked great because fat bikes have so much volume that a little hand pump takes forever to pump up a flat tire. And I realized that the first time that I got a flat on the trail with my fat bike, And I had to sit there and pump the tire up for 10 to 15 minutes. And I was like, wow, this works. It's good for an emergency, but it's not fun to sit here and pump the tire back up for this long. And there are other solutions out there. You can get a compact floor pump. So you use your foot, but they're usually a little bit bigger and bulkier. There's some that are pretty good. I mean, if you have a a saddlebag or something, you can carry one of these. 
but I usually on my main bike don't have a rack on the back, as strange as that sounds. Uh, and I like to carry or travel light, I guess you could say, and have just a very small little saddlebag tucked under my seat. And there's not enough room for one of those. So for me, that didn't work. The other option is you can get a, a CO2 cartridge type pump. So you put this compressed cartridge in there and when you open this device, it just lets an instant flood of air into your tube and fills it up super, super fast. Really nice, really cool. But then you have to buy those CO2 cartridges and have kind of a small supply on hand. And what happens if you get multiple flats on a ride and you used up all your CO2 cartridges? Well, then you're stuck again. It's a good solution, but in my mind, not the best solution. So where do we go from here? A couple of years ago, this electric pump, which I thought was pretty cool, it could actually plug into your bike battery, and then you could use your bike's battery to inflate one of the tires. And that's a pretty cool idea, except for the fact that not all batteries have the same connections, not all of them have a USB port for accessories. There's a lot of complications, so it wouldn't work for everybody in every situation. And then the pump itself still was a decent size. I still would not be able to carry that in my small bag underneath my seat. So cool, but not quite right. And then I came across this pump that is electric, but it was about the same size as my hand pump. And it doesn't weigh much more. It's just this cool little electric pump. If I had to describe it to you size-wise, imagining it like the size of your phone, but thicker, more like, say, the handle of a, a hammer or something, you know, so it's kind of oval shaped, uh, about the, the length of maybe a, a large cell phone. So it's not terribly large. And it's awesome because you can charge it up before you go for a ride, just like you charge your e-bike battery. And if you ever need it, you just push a button, hook it up to your tire, and it inflates. And not only that, it actually has a small screen on it. It can inflate to a certain pressure. So you could set it at 20 or 25 PSI, whatever you want, and it automatically stops at that point. And it does have a USB port to charge your phone if you just wanted to use it or needed it as a battery backup. And it can also be charged through a USB port, which most e-bikes have somewhere either on a battery or on a screen these days. So if by chance you had multiple flat tires and it started to run low, you could actually plug it into your e-bike battery and charge it up a little bit. Very versatile. I am getting a whole bunch of these coming in because I don't have any doubt in my mind that this is kind of the way of the future for bike pumps, at least for electric bikes for sure, because it's just so much easier than a hand pump or one of these other devices. So number two is a pump. There's different styles, but in any case, you should have one and you should take it with you when you go for a bike ride. Number three kind of goes along with the pump, but it really is a separate thing. And that would be a patch kit. You could carry a spare tube if you don't mind the extra weight. That's kind of the ideal scenario. Fat bike tubes are pretty big, so you may not want to carry that much weight around. But that's a good option is to carry a spare tube if you have the room. If not, at least carry a patch kit. So if you get a flat from a thorn or a nail or something else, you can fix it well enough to get you home. Now, me personally with fat tires, if I get a flat, I also find patch kits easier than a tube because instead of having to pull the wheel off and pull the tube out, 
With a fat bike, you can just kind of pull the tube out to the side of the tire, find the hole, put a patch on it, shove it back in without removing the rear wheel at all or the front wheel at all, and be on your way. So I find patch kits not just useful, but actually easier and faster to repair a flat when I'm out on the trail. Now, sneak peek at a video that's coming. I haven't filmed this one yet, but I just got the product in yesterday, and I'm really excited to try it out. There's a company called Tannis, and they make tires. They also make this tire armor. Now, I've seen and I've tested all sorts of flat tire stuff over the years, and they all work to some degree. Slime works great on small little holes and pinholes. The tire liners, like Mr. Tuffy tire liners, is this thick polyurethane, like rubbery strip you put in between your, your tire and your tube. Uh, it's pretty good at preventing thorns, but even sometimes nails or screws or bigger things will go through it. And they're kind of a pain to install. I don't like putting them in at all. But they do work, and as a benefit, you can use those Mr. Tuffy tire liners and slime in the same tube, so you have some flexibility. But Tannis makes this tire armor, and it's, it's like a spongy, rubbery insert that you put inside your tire, and it's super thick. I don't know how thick it is without measuring it. I'll have to check that, but just imagine there's a, a one-inch thick. So instead of this slim piece of rubber like the Mr. Tuffy liners that go in your tire, imagine there's this one-inch thick piece of rubber that goes between your tire and your tube, and it's so thick that even if your tube goes completely flat, supposedly, I haven't tested this yet, at a slow speed, you can even continue to ride your bike without ruining a rim. Now, what I'm most excited about is the problem I've been having around here are things called goat heads. They're these nasty little thorns. They go all the way through tubes, and sometimes they go through those liners. Sometimes they, they don't, the slime doesn't work. They're just, they're nasty. I don't like them, okay? <laughs> but, uh, this insert from Tannis is thick enough that a thorn just physically is not long enough to go through it. And most nails or screws or things that you might hit also aren't going to be long enough to go through it. They actually just physically have to be longer. So I think it might work better. Now they've had these for other tires, road bike tires, mountain bike tires for a while. But fat bikes, I think, is a new thing, and I just noticed that they had a size for this. So I have a set here. I'm going to put them on a fat bike. We're going to put these through to a torture test and see what they can really do. So excited to do that. That video hasn't been filmed yet, but it's coming. I promise we're going to try it, and I'm going to let you know if they actually work or not. So just a heads up there, since I'm talking about the patch kit. I am hoping that that's like the solution, the best thing for flats, but I don't know. I don't know yet. We're going to find out. So we've covered three things on the list. Number one is the multi-tool. Number two is the pump. Three is a patch kit. Number four, this could go along with number one, but it's not. I'm putting in its own line item. It's a separate thing. And most of you probably won't carry this or won't want to, but I do have an alternative solution for that. So number four is a chain breaker. Now, some multi-tools have a chain breaker built in. So that's part of the multi-tool. To me, that's a plus on the Bolton e-bikes multi-tool. 
Unfortunately, I was not able to fit both the wrench that I wanted and a chain breaker into the same tool. It just wasn't compatible. It wouldn't work. So there are really good chain breakers that are very small, compact, and it's very easy to just carry one separately. This is especially useful for mid-drive bikes, but I think useful for all bikes. There's a tendency to think that a mid-drive bike, because the motor's in the middle of the bike, it's driving your chain, that it's more likely to snap your chain if something goes awry. For the most part, I would agree with that. I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but in the last few years, I've only broken one chain, and it was on a hub motorbike. I was just standing up on the pedals, really working hard up a hill, and I snapped a chain. Uh, But my mid-drive bike, I haven't snapped a chain at all. But either way, I had a chain breaker tool on me. I stopped, pulled my bike off to the side, put my chain back together, and kept my ride because I was on my way to work. It was no big deal. I just put it back together. Now, if I had to go through what was one of the harder things to learn how to use early on, as far as bike tools go, the chain breaker might be on the top of the list and you may not want to learn how to do that. And that's totally fine if that's the case, but you still want to be prepared for any situation, then I would bring along a second chain, a little bit heavy, but hey, this is an option, just wait. And you get one specifically that has a master link because the way bicycle chains with a master link are designed, you can actually pop them into place by hand. You don't need any tools. So if your chain breaks, you can pull it off, pull out a new chain, slip it through the gears and everything and actually put it on by hand and you pull it apart. Basically, the tension that's pulling it apart is what keeps it together. The more pressure you put on it from pedaling or using a mid-drive motor, that's just going to help the master link stay together. And you actually push the links together to pop them apart. They work great. Very simple solution. So one or other of those, I would recommend carrying either a chain breaker, which is my preference, or you could carry a whole separate chain with that master link, and that could fix that too. Number five on the list is something that I carry, and I will tell you why, but I will say that you probably don't need this one for most people, but this is just for like, I want to be prepared for every situation. This is dire emergency. This is not something I want to repair on the trail, but I will if I have to, and that is a spoke wrench. So this is a special wrench that's designed to change the tension of the spokes on your bike. So if you have a loose spoke, if your wheel starts getting wobbly, you can actually use the spoke wrench to true up your wheel, get everything tightened up properly, straightened out. Uh, This can also be handy if you get into a minor accident of some sort, you crash, you bend a rim. If you've got a spoke wrench, you might be able to kind of tweak and change things enough that you could ride home, get to a bike shop, wherever you need to go to get it permanently fixed. Now, using a spoke wrench, truing up a wheel, it's not the easiest thing to do. And that's why I say most of you may not want to carry one of these at all. But I've had a few experiences where I decided this was necessary, at least for me. Number one, I was riding a road bike. This was not an e-bike, just a road bike down a hill really fast. I Don't think I need to mention how fast, but let's just say that I would ride that road bike down a hill much faster than most e-bikes are capable of going. So if you think e-bikes are fast, well, a road bike down a hill can be extremely fast. Nice windy downhill. I get towards the bottom of this hill, get on the brakes hard on my rear wheel, and one of my spokes snaps. The tension on the rear wheel caused that spoke to just fail. It was an older bike. 
It was just worn from fatigue. It was unfortunately just its time. Now, certain bikes, if you break a spoke, you might just be out of luck. You might not be able to ride it home from that point. And on that bike, that was the case. But if I had a spoke wrench, which I don't think I did at that time on the bike, maybe I would have been able to at least keep the other spokes tightened up. I could ride a few miles, kind of check things, go a few more miles, check again, enough to get me home. But I had to get a ride that time. Next, I had, and I've mentioned it on the YouTube channel, my podcast before, and I still have, this is going to make a reappearance here soon once we get some time to finish this project, a Velomobile. That is a three-wheel enclosed vehicle. It's super aerodynamic, super fast, and it's legally a bicycle. So it's this awesome thing. It's just, it looks like a spaceship going down the road. I think it's just a ton of fun and it's a cool thing to have around. But you have a tadpole configuration. That means you have two wheels in front, one wheel in the back. And when you're going around a sharp turn at high speeds, it puts a very high stress load on these wheels. Because normally with a bicycle, when you're going around a turn at high speed, you're leaned into the turn. Effectively, if you envision a wheel, so let's say you take one of your hands and put it straight up and down in the air, like you're giving somebody a high five, but turn it to the side so you can look at the side profile of your hand nice and flat. When you turn, you kind of send that to an angle, and, and all the forces are coming effectively from the top of the wheel, straight through the spokes, through the hub, straight through the spokes on the other side, and down to the road. Whether it's upright or to the side, the load on the wheel is going the same direction. It's always from one side of the rim, if that makes sense, to the other. But on a Velomobile that doesn't lean, <laughs> when you go around a sharp turn, you have a huge force being applied to the wheel and to the rim and to the spokes from the side, which is not normally what you would have. So because I was riding this Velomobile hard, I unfortunately got in the habit of breaking spokes on a pretty regular basis. And I would snap a spoke, I'd have to try and repair it on the road or tighten things up basically to keep it running to get me home. And eventually, I just rebuilt the entire wheel with much heavier duty spokes, some other little tricks on wheel building to make it super strong to withstand those side loads better. But those two experiences effectively are what got me into the habit of carrying a spoke wrench. And it's just one of those things I've decided I'm going to always keep in my tool bag because you never know what's going to happen while you're out riding. So I don't know that you necessarily need one of these, but if you want to be prepared for everything, then you should have one. Number six, this might seem a little bit silly, but I usually try to carry a few zip ties, zip ties, twist ties, whatever you want to call them whatever you want to use, something or even a small piece of rope, something that can tie things together or hold things together. Let's say one of your cables comes apart on an e-bike. There's lots of cables and it's just flopping around. It's getting in things. Zip tie, put that thing back together somewhere. Let's say you have a unfortunate situation. Your chain or something comes apart, but you can't pull it completely off. It's jammed in your derailleur, but your hub motor still works and it can still get you home but your chain's flopping around, it's getting in the way of the motor and it's hitting the spokes. Use a zip tie, tie it to the frame, get it out of the way, get you home. Zip ties are great in emergencies. I have had many occasion where I was out on a trail or a ride 
and in need of a small piece of string or a zip tie or something to cinch something back together. It might have been a shoe. It might have been who knows what. But it seems like there's always a situation that pops up where you need something to tie stuff up. So I carry usually a very small, not many, but just a small handful of zip ties in my saddlebag just in case I ever need them. So that is number six. And finally, number seven, you may not have guessed this one. You should take a guess. What is number seven going to be? I've got a multi-tool, a pump, a patch kit, a chain breaker, a spoke wrench, zip ties. Didn't see that one coming. Number seven is water. Simple as that. You're outside. Yeah, you're on an e-bike, but you are exercising. You're getting a workout. If you're going for a long ride for fun, then take some water. The worst thing that I've ever had happen on a long bicycle ride was just what they call hitting the wall. And it's where you get so physically exhausted and just tired that you just can't go on. You try to move and it's just your body just says, nope, I'm done. Being properly hydrated, drinking water is one step to preventing that from happening. Now, if I'm just going on a short ride around the neighborhood with my kids or something, I probably won't have a water bottle on my bike. But if I'm going on a quote unquote ride, definitely always I bring some water with me, whether that's in a water bottle mounted on the bike somewhere, uh, a camelback, whatever. I highly recommend doing that in some way or another. So there you have it. There are some of my favorite e-bike tools and some of those, uh, that's kind of tools in in quotes because uh, is a zip tie or water really a tool? It is a tool in a way. It's something that's useful to help you have the most fun, be the most prepared to have the most fun. So I'm going to count all of those as tools. I carry those when I ride, and I would recommend that you do too. Thank you so much again for listening to another episode of the Bolton E-Bikes podcast. I hope you are enjoying these episodes and finding information that's useful, hopefully things that it's a mix of things you've heard before and things that you certainly haven't. Now, if this is your first time to the podcast, please make sure to go to ebikepodcast.com. You can sign up for my email list. We have bike giveaways going on again. Really excited about that. But just make sure to go to ebikepodcast.com and we'll send you relevant emails only about e-bike things, mostly about this podcast, I promise. You won't regret it. Once again, I'm Kyle Chidock, the owner of Bolton E-Bikes, and I hope you come back for another episode next week. 